You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Hey, and welcome back. In this episode, we are going to answer your golf questions, share some new content about YouTube golf, talk some match play, and first off, actually answer a question that comes from me about being a dad. So, Trevor, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jared. We're missing someone else. We should try to talk about that. Brian's on a work work slash vacation trip, so we, we'll let him off the hook today. Yeah, Brian's not with us this week. Um, I thought he was being super dad somewhere, being summer vacation and off, but I think, yeah, I think you're right. He's out. So, sounds more like work, actually, so we'll let him off the hook. Can we say it's birdie dad's work and we sent him away to some amazing course? He's in South Carolina or... Yeah, but we can't pay him the salary he probably gets. You know, anything over uh, a dollar or two is probably something we can't afford. <laughs> we could say he played in the uh, the Tahoe Pro-Am. So, no. But Brian's off this week. And first up the bat, Trevor, I got a question for you. It's from me. My kid is almost three and I'm on summer break. So, I spend pretty much every waking minute with her and... I have to admit, I'm going to be a very honest parent and honest dad. I have seen the light. My kid is not athletic at all, <laughs> at all. Uh, at uh, three, I yeah, uh, you still have some hope there, Jared. What did no, you see? What, what, how did you come you, to the decision? Okay. It was okay. It's been building for several weeks now because, as I've talked about, I was doing daddy daycare. I was watching her literally like every moment of the day. Um, when my wife listens to this, she will debate that, but I, I digress. So we were most recently, we were at a two-year-old birthday party and there was a bounce house and there was like four kids in the bounce house. This thing wasn't like packed. Okay. There was four kids and she seemed interested and she went up to the bounce house and kids love these things. It's like, you know, second to an ice cream truck. And so she goes up and she puts her head into the bounce house and sees the kids jumping and turns around. I said, what's wrong? And she says, they're jumping in there. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's a bounce house. That's what they do. You've been in one before. And she didn't want to go in. She refused. So about a, an hour later, she tried again. And this time she tried to ask the kids to stop jumping so she could come in there. And I was just watching as a, as a dad off to the side and I supported my daughter and I took her off to the side and we played in the sand. But I just realized my kid is not, she doesn't like, didn't like bounce house. She doesn't ride a bike. She doesn't, we tried the Strider bike. She won't take to it. We took her to Walmart to pick out any Disney bike she wanted because now to make this long story on 4th of July, there was a little parade and it was a kid's parade. Mm -hmm. My kid was the only one not on a bike. And so we took her to, and she saw another girl with a Disney bike, which she loved. So we took her to Walmart. We said, you can pick out anyone you want. And she said, I, I swear to you, this is what she said. She said, um, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, if she could have anything else at that moment, what would it be then if it's not a Disney bike? She wanted, um, oh gosh, I'm glad that she doesn't listen to the show because it was some doll. It was a Disney doll that she wanted, okay. some princess doll. And so it's all princess wanted. dolls, horses, all those things, anything but bouncy houses and bikes. Yeah, and I'm fine. I mean, trust me, for those listening, I am fine with all the Disney stuff. I, I've joked before. I've seen every Disney movie. She's been to Disneyland. You know, the kid, she's got everything for Disney. She loves it. But 
anything physical, it's a no go. It, mm-hmm. It's just nothing. And I think I'm going to say at this point, I'm pretty sure my LPGA dreams are over for her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jared, hang in there. You know, I think I had a few of those moments if I think back and if I could maybe say one thing, and this might sound like Child Protective Services, but I had, we have one of those like squishy, like it's almost like shaving cream balls that you squeeze and they kind of look like they have a little like hernia to them. You know, they're real soft and squishy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They can't hurt anything. I mean, you could throw it a hunt. Randy Johnson can throw it at your head and it still wouldn't hurt. Uh, but I started kind of tossing those at my girls and just saying, uh, think fast. And just hitting them, you know, like, well, not like hitting them, but like tossing it their way. So they had to turn and catch it. Uh, and so now anytime I say think fast, they're already on, they're already turning looking for something. So either that or they're going to get hit with it. So that might be something you could start with her. Just say, you might have a couple of tears, you know, coming your way, but just say, think fast, Joe, and just throw it at her, see what she does. Throw start it at her, that, see what happens. Get those hand-eye coordination skills going, see what she does. Well... Yeah, so the, if the three of us, if Brian was here, he would say this too. All three of us grew up playing sports. We're all sports dads, you know, and I learned so much through it. I learned, you know, you learned the different personalities of coaches. You, you're you exposed to a lot of social networking. And I want to ask you, this is great because your kids, your, both your girls are in sports and they're they're doing different levels of competitive right now. And I, I just, I, I have that question of, does it really matter if she's not athletic? And what do we do about that? So with... What do you do with your kids in sports right now? Um, so, you know, we do a couple of golf events locally here. You know, like we talked about that. We've chronicled it. There's some local um, PGA junior events here that I do with them. And that's kind of nice because it's a team event. You know, golf is pretty individualized a lot of times uh, when you're doing the truly competitive tournament stuff. So the, the scrambles and things and team sports are helpful. Um, we, I haven't played basketball. My youngest one or my oldest one is old enough now to, to do some organized volleyball so we do get the team aspects of that. Um, but like, as you said, we kind of grew up. So that's kind of what we know, right? Team sports. And a lot of times team sports kept us out of trouble as boys growing up. You know, we yeah. could have been yeah. spending a lot of times doing some horrible things, I'm sure. And not kind of ending up in the, on the right side of the uh, decision-making fence. But um, mostly, you know, that's what it's been for me. It's just keeping the team sports to be able to you know, have some sort of camaraderie, keep them occupied in something else other than just maybe their cell phone when they're 13, 14, 15, and hopefully not get in trouble. But to answer your question, I don't think it matters if they're athletic or not. If they can find something that they're passionate about, you know, and it's something that takes up their time and keeps them interested and happy with what they're doing. I I don't know that it has to be athletics, you know, just because we've, we've done it, you know, I just don't, I don't think it has to be, they have to be athletic. I think you're right. I think so. I think the key is, is as we're talking, is that we got. I got to get her involved socially, and I know that can come from different things. Maybe it's dance. Maybe she ends up wanting to do dance class because you think back to your sports. You had great coaches, and I'm sure you had not great coaches, mm-hmm. and you learned to work through that. I learned to work through that when I, I remember when I had the very first coach that I just did not could not stand, you know, and I wanted to quit, and my my dad made me stick through the sport. And said, you know, you're not going to quit. And I, and I didn't like the coach at all. I just didn't like the style. But you learn to work through that. You learn to work through good teammates, bad teammates. And I know that can be done through other things. So I guess that's the key, right? Get her right. involved in something yeah. else. Get her involved. Get her get her something that, you know, she wakes up for every day, right? I mean, as human beings, we, 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 will, we will find something that we enjoy and we tend to gravitate towards it. It's so hard to know at three years old what that's going to be for her. I mean, even seven and I ten years old. I know it's not. 
It's not professional sports. <laughs> well, yeah, you've ruled a few things out, but you haven't narrowed in what it's going to be. And, you know, when we were roommates in college, I didn't know what I was going to do until my junior years or, you know, so um, it takes some time. And I think you just got to encourage them and f- try to find out what they like and just give them the opportunities to do as, do it as much as they want, you know, and just make right. sure they're picking the right thing. Right. They're not I don't know. They're not picking. I don't know. Knife throwing. <laughs> I don't know what's the dangerous <laughs> thing, but, you know, something like just something that keeps him guided in the right direction. Yep. Hey, going back to talking about your girls in golf, what are you working on right now with their game? I know you guys have hit some challenges recently just because of the, as you talked about the injury. So what are you, what are you focusing on? Yeah, my oldest, she broke her foot. If uh, some of our listeners might know that she broke her ankle actually five weeks ago. So we've been in a cast this whole time. Uh, she actually qualified for the local, um, uh, drive chip and putt on one foot, which was awesome. Um, but so she's only been able to uh, chip and how putt. How many a waivers? How many waivers did they make you sign on that? None, one? actually. I called ahead and said, "Is this cool?" And they're like, "As long as she's able to compete in all three events." So she she was on one of these peg leg things, you know, where it's like a you're kind of your knees bent and you're weighted on your knee uh, through like a a peg, and uh, she uh, was able to drive and chip pretty good, and she actually wow. sunk a chip for like full points and then she uh, and then she just hit a seven iron uh for her drive and just got like three points each on each of her drives so she was able to compete on that and she qualified so it was great but she hasn't been able to practice on much just because the, the doc's not allowing to wait have her weight bear on it and then in terms of my other girl, daughter um we just did an event yesterday and her chipping and her putting has come along along a come along greatly um but i what i realized is we kind of left the seven eight nine mid ironed kind of shots behind because we've just been practicing for a drive chip and putt we haven't done much irons so kind of tried to realize that you know that's something that we need to, to maybe have her work on a little bit more she gets pretty frustrated if she's not hitting it very well so she kind of tanks so we're just finding things we can practice on a little bit but it's it's fun i mean i i'm you know, I, I try not to push them too much. I, you know, I don't think I have LPGA uh, tour pros <laughs> on my hands either just because, you know, they, they like it because they're pretty decent at it compared to other 7- and 10-year-olds. But that's only because of these other 7- and 10-year-olds haven't really played all that much. So we'll see once they start losing a little bit, you know, if they really want to get after it and practice more. But uh, I'm just trying to give them all the opportunity I can to keep up the skills Just a having bit. fun. Just having exactly. fun with it. Yep, that's, exactly. That's critical. That's awesome. Uh, well, going into the next piece, if you haven't seen, we put out a couple of YouTube videos. And if you look up our channel, Birdie Dads, on, on YouTube, you're going to see me. And, and let me first say, I don't need extra critics for my swing. I got plenty of them. <laughs> okay, so I don't need extra coaches. I'm not a professional. We've never said to be professionals. Um, but if you know, I'm the worst of the three of us golfers. We That's hands down. We've played the three of us. I'm the worst. So I'm out there. It's close. I'd say you and Brian are close. A close second. You know, tied for second. (laughs) I I noticed. Yeah, I noticed you left yourself out of that. But I am the worst of the three. But I am going to be sharing some course videos. I went and played Poppy Hills uh, actually just yesterday. And and that was an an awesome course. I haven't played that in over 10 years since they redesigned. If you're not familiar with Poppy Hills, it's about, I don't know, I'd have to map it. But I would say, uh, I would guess a half mile or less from Pebble Beach. And it is right there. It's the main difference is it's not on the ocean. It's just a little bit in set from the water. So you don't get any ocean holes, but you can see the water on a couple of the holes. 
just an amazing course. So I'll be putting out a video on that. Um, and as I'm showing some of these different courses, I'm going to go out and I'm going to play Old Greenwood up in Truckee, um, actually tomorrow, a lot of golf this summer. And so, you know, this, Wait, Jared, this whole... did you say your wife was uh, kind of had a jury out for whether or not you were doing daddy daycare with this golf schedule of yours? Uh, I've, I've got that situated now. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm playing old Greenwood tomorrow, which is up in Truckee. If you're not familiar, that's where the Barracuda championship is held. That's a PGA event. That's going to be held there here in about a month. So I like to play that late in the summer. It really kicks my butt. And, you know, I really, we did this channel because it's like golf is a game, have fun with it. You know, I'm not out there looking for critics, so please don't send me those comments. But what I'm talking about is tomorrow I'm going to play in a golf match with my two long friends and. They're weekend golfers. They don't play as much as we've been playing. They don't run a golf podcast like we do. And so here's the setup. It's the three of us. We want to make it challenging. We want to make it fun. So Trevor, I threw it out there to you. Uh, they don't have handicaps. Okay, so I'll just throw that out, first of all. They, neither of them have a handicap. Neither of them have played in, in a little bit of time. So I threw it out to you. We're going to do match play. If you had any ideas to make some good a good match competitive. Yeah, I think when you have one of those rounds where you're kind of in in the zone of golf, you've got a handicap and you're playing with some buddies that don't really have indexes, you know, I think you got to write that, you know, scoring round off. Like you just basically don't score it. You're going to do something fun with it, you know, just to be out there and experience it with your friends. So having said that, what you could possibly do, and we talked about this a little bit beforehand, but um, have like a, 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 a club handicap. So basically... You know, if you take them down on a hole, maybe you're playing the same tees. You could do it one of two ways. You could go up or back a tee. You know, depending on if you win the hole, you go back a tee. They stay at the same tee. Or even better, probably uh, have them pick a club out of your bag. So if you if you beat them on number one, then they take one club out of your bag. I think it should be not your putter ever, but you could. I'll leave that to you. That's your buddies. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, if they, if you come and win hole number two with one less club in your bag, then you go down another club at their, of their choice and just so on and so forth. And if maybe if you win a hole, you maybe just get to select a club back, you know, or if, I mean, you know, or if, if they you lose beat a me hole. in a hole, if I yeah. lose a hole, I can take exactly. a club back so, from them. Okay. Right. I like that. Yeah. I think I will set out in, and I'm, I'm not, like I said, I just tell you, I'm not pro. So if I was a pro player, I'm sure I could putt with a seven iron or putt with something, you know, a little bit easier. So I think you're right. I'll keep the putter in the bag and I'm going to let them, if I beat them on a hole, they can take a club out of my bag. Any other club is fair game. They can take the driver, four iron, whatever, um, take a wedge. And in every hole I beat them going forward, they can continue to take a club out. So yeah. I like that. I like up that. to thirteen. Say you beat them. I mean, they beat you thirteen holes in a row. I guess it would be the other way around. You beat them. I beat them thirteen holes in a row. row. Then you're down to just your putter teeing off with your putter. That seems a little rough. <laughs> but by then uh, you're probably. I think probably, I'll say I got to keep one yeah. club in there. You know, yeah. I got to keep. I got to hit with something. So right. I mean, that's a worst case scenario for them, right? I got one club left in my putter. Can I beat yeah. them with one club in my putter? Right. Uh, that'll be a good challenge. So I, I'm going to go into that. And I want to talk about in a future episode, you bring it up as like the tee boxes, because when I went and played, I actually played with my dad and we've talked about this a lot, that golf is such a great sport because you can play with your dad and you play with your grand, you know, it's not uncommon to play with your granddad or whatever. And for the first time, and this is something we can talk about in a future episode, I had my dad move up a tee box and I played one back. Mm. And that, that was fun. That, that was yeah. a lot of fun. 
So you, so did this place have just like a blue, white, and red tea box, or do they have five sets of teas at this? They had this? five. Actually, okay. they had four. They had they had five officials like marked on the card and marked, but one was clearly for tournament or you know for their um, their pro events, which yeah. they do host and and they run a lot of amateur tournaments out there, a lot of amateur championships. So they mm-hmm. set them up for that one. Uh, but they so they had four regular sets of boxes you could choose from. Okay. So I played from the third set and I had my dad play from the second set. In, okay. in hindsight, I probably wish I would have played from the second set because, you know, there was some tough holes, but it wasn't the longest course. I think the third set played at like 63 or 6,400. Okay. And the, the second set played from about 5,800 yards, which is a little shorter. So that would, that would have been too short for my game, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, if you were just walking out there playing not with your dad, you would, have, would you have played the third set of tees or the second set of tees? I would have. I would have played the third set because I looked at the yardage and I thought, you know, if I look back over the, some of these holes and I break it down, um, the second set for me, for our game was just, it's a little bit too long. With the dog legs, um, you'd run it out mm-hmm. of fairway pretty quick, you know, unless you can hit a real nice cut. You got to move back a tee box. It's yeah. 5,800 yards is pretty short. Yeah. Well, I like that idea, you know, having somebody you play with that's older, you know, like your dad, just having to move up even two sets of tees from you. And even, you know, I've, I've covered this a bit, you know, but just having the ability to move up yourself, like you can't find somebody to play. You've got like a weird three o'clock tea time and just go play like the, the ladies tees or the silvers tees. I mean, just like, <laughs> just, just have fun with it, you yeah, know, like try to see play. how low you can go. You know, I think that's part of keeping it interesting. It doesn't have to be like hit from tournament tips all the time to try to shoot your lowest score. I think, you know, you should see some lower scores every now and again, just to give you that, that, that jump on the game. Mm-hmm. Well, it leads into a good segue into our golf questions this week. So I've got two golf questions from listeners. So the first one I want you to weigh in on, and then I'll give my thoughts afterwards. Um, first one, I mean, no questions, a dumb question. So is it <laughs> worth it? Well, actually there are dumb questions. I, I'm just kidding. Uh, is it worth it to buy expensive golf shoes? What do you uh, think? No. I mean, <laughs> if you're asking me, I've, I've, worn the same pair of shoes i've got like a rotation of three shoes and i don't think i've bought new shoes in the last like three or four years and when i bought them they were like i think on clearance maybe <laughs> so no I, my answer would be no um, and i'm cheap dad I'm yeah cheap. i know i guess with shoes my yeah if if my wife's listening then yes for my birthday i should probably get a new pair of shoes but um i would say no to that what are your thoughts jared oh i would say absolutely not and okay, so here's a true story. I love this question because back when we were in college, um, I had somebody teach me and kind of reset my game. And I've talked about how I relearned golf when I was in college and I played this way occasionally all the way into my thirties. Um, I was out of control. And so somebody had me play barefoot and I played quite a few rounds back then barefoot. And mm-hmm. what it did was it kept me under control from overswinging because you overswing barefoot on some slightly wet grass, you're, you're going to slip. Um, so it changed my life, like surfing, yeah. you know, ch- yeah. changed my life. Um, so absolutely not. You don't need expensive shoes. There's zero competitive edge. You know, I, I did keep a pair of sandals in the cart for, because I was not very good back then and I would spray balls into the weeds. So I wouldn't yeah. keep a pair of sandals to go looking for them, but mm-hmm. absolutely not. You could play barefoot. If you've never done it, you can try it. Uh, it's yeah. You ever played barefoot? 
I, I mean, no, just on the driving range, just hitting around when my my kids are out there too, and I'm just behind them, you know, barefoot because I had flip flops on, but not not a full round. I mean, I've played maybe a hole or two, and then mostly on the driving range. But it is a weird feeling. I, you're, I get what you're saying. It, do, it would make you slow things down if you're sw- trying to swing out of your shoes, as they say. Yeah, swinging out of you slow it down. You know, it's a yeah. great way to force you to slow it down if you can't listen like me. Uh, okay, so our second question. I'm just getting started into golf. Do I need to buy all the clubs at one time? Oh, um, gosh, that's a tough one. I, you know, if you're, if you're trying to learn, it'd be nice to have the same flex shaft, same, you know, same setups from pitching wedge through hybrid. And then of course driver's different, but it might be nice just for consistency sake to have that. But if you're looking for a cost, you know, advantage, you're just trying to figure out if you like the sport or not. I mean, maybe skipping like the even clubs, you know, the eights, the sixes, the fours, and just go with a, a wedge, you know, um, pitching P wedge, you know, a nine, and then maybe like a hybrid and a driver, I guess, just like a half bag. I don't know. What do you think, Jared? I agree. I think you're right. Um, I, I guess the question would be, are you on a budget and do you like the game? You know, like you said, do you really like golf? Uh, I had somebody reach out to me recently and actually to my wife wanting to know, like, how do you even get into golf? And I did the whole, like, hey, duh, we run a podcast. Like, tell them, <laughs> go out and play with them. And, but it was like, before you buy anything, like, let's see if you even like it. You, you might be, you might hate the sport. It's not for everybody. Right. So I would definitely say you don't need to, but if you enjoy it and you're looking to, you know, you've borrowed clubs a few times or you've played a few rounds and now you're like, yeah, I really want to pursue it. I mean, like you said, it's it's easier to buy a full set. You've got the mm-hmm. full brand, you got the full, the right model. Everything is going to come the same. Um, you're going to have, obviously, like you said, the flex and the shafts are going to be the same. The length will be the same. Um, and, and of course, the if you're getting just a standard bag set that's not custom, you know, if you're buying somebody's custom clubs, it might have a little bend to them um, as far as the angle, yeah. right? Right, like angle stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but if you're just buying a standard set, it's not going to really come any tweaks. But you don't have to. You could start with a couple wedges, like a, you know, a couple, a sand wedge, a gap wedge, or you know, a pitching wedge, or even all. I don't know if I'd say get a lob wedge to start, but mm. you could start with a couple wedges and then work your way up. I mean, right. a standard bag set isn't going to come with a driver anyways, right? Not, not well. Huh. I guess it, it depends. It depends. Like if you're doing like a tour edge sets, you know, a lot of them will have the, just their driver version of it, but it's not probably the, the driver you'd want or fits you per se, but right. Yeah. You should be yeah I'm, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a, I know the, I know what the, what you don't want to do is get, you know, go eBay Jared, right. And get like nine iron with a long shaft, you know, your seven irons, like a, you know, miniature shaft, you know, you don't want to have different size length shafts and different flexes. You don't want to just do a grab bag. You definitely want to try to find the same, you know, same set, but maybe just half, half the clubs if you're buying them individually or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cause when I'm thinking about it, looking at my own bag and, and you can tell, say what your bag is, my bag, my irons are all one set. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I bought those as a set, my driver and my four wood are different brands and i just i've talked about it before i haven't replaced my four wood yet but i've got a driver that's an off brand that i had fit and bought and then my putter and my um, my lob wedge is a different brand right so 
the irons are all one, but then I I purchased the other items separately. The driver, which I've replaced a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, the putter, which I've replaced a couple times, and the lob wedge, which I've talked about, I need to replace. So, you know, you, you don't have to go out and buy everything all at once. And I agree with you. I, I was I was talking to a, um, a guy just the other day who got into it and he played a couple rounds, and he went and bought one of his friends old sets and it looked like like you talk what is it the golden bear set it looked yeah, like yeah that's my original set <laughs> it looked like mine? one of those and i kind of <laughs> scratched my head like man i wish we would have talked about it. we you could have spent your money a little bit wiser on a better quality set you know mm-hmm. so there's a line my dad used to say is that i'm too cheap to build poor or you know or i'm poof you know or i'm too poor to build cheap a camera which way it goes but basically you don't want to replace it three or four times Get it one time if right. you enjoy the sport. Do it once. Yeah, and that's where I think that's where it comes in. You know, maybe you borrow that set, go out and play two or three times, just see if you even have a feel for it, and you get the bug, and then yeah, spend that money. Um, but yeah, definitely maybe rent a, a set or something, or maybe just go to the local pro shop. Maybe try to demo like a, one of their demo sets just to hit a few. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Jared. My my what I was talking about was the irons. You don't want to have different irons that yeah. you're trying to hit you know you want to have the same set throughout from irons and then i'm the same way i have um my my three wood and driver is um and actually my four my three hybrid is the same set same tailor made and then uh and then i've got cleveland wedges so and a title of sputter yep. so it's different that way but the irons are the big right. thing to keep consistent yeah my four iron through my sand wedge are all the same mm-hmm. so if you're wondering what we're talking about my four iron all the way down the sand wedge is all the same everything the other clubs talked about are off brands right yeah no it's i think if someone's excited about it maybe just go demo set real quick see if you got the bug and then uh maybe try to find a two three season old you know set that's consistent especially in irons hey quick question for you when you played in hawaii i don't know if you i don't remember what you said did you play your own clubs or did you rent them i brought them with me yeah yeah i did i brought my own so yeah i would have i would have these are new irons that I just got this year. And if I had b- just set a personal record and personal low with uh, some rental clubs from a cheap resort court, I would have probably not liked myself too much. So I'm glad I took them oh. with me and they made the route. They made the trip. Good. No damage to them. They made the trip. They're, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a confidence booster. So. All right. Well, another episode down. If you missed it this week, we did crack top 50 again in golf podcasts. So our next goal is top 25. Uh, we just kind of keep hanging around um, and go go to our YouTube channel. Check out my golf swing. You know, share your comments to yourself, but uh, check out the channel. Send the video to a friend if you want. Make fun of my dad shirt or dad bod. It's cool. Whatever. Uh, I get it. We still appreciate the eyeballs and we'll see you next Thursday. Take your kids out golfing. That's right.